Welcome to the St. Barnabas Pocket Sermon Podcast. The sermon you're about to listen to is by the Reverend Karen Haig from Ash Wednesday. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus said, Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them. For then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, so that they may be praised by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your alms may be done in secret and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners so that they may be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But whenever you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret and your Father, who sees in secret, will reward you. And whenever you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces so as to show others that they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that your fasting may be seen not by others, but by your Father, who is in secret and your Father, who sees in secret, will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust consume, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust consumes, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, There your heart will be also. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. In the name of the living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them. No matter how many times I hear these words on Ash Wednesday, they always sound strange to me. Today is the one day in the Christian year where our piety is clearly visible to anyone we encounter if we don't wipe off the ashes when we get into our cars. In Jesus' day, people wouldn't have been at all embarrassed to wear their piety on their foreheads or in any other visible way. Piety and religion in the first century Mediterranean world were not only acceptable, they were very public and highly valued. As awkward as it sounds to us today, everybody wanted everybody else to know what large sums they were putting into the temple coffers. It was conspicuous consumption at its very best. In fact, if you put enough money in, the trumpets would blast announcing your generosity. 
I guess what that would look like today is walking into church, calling out your name, announcing the amount of your pledge, and ringing the tower bells. Can you imagine it? Conspicuous consumption isn't such a deal these days. We're all a little less conspicuous, and mostly we stay home in our pajama pants all the time. But conspicuous consumption still shows itself in cars or houses or clothes or grown-up toys or even in charitable contributions. In Jesus' day, it showed up in money given to the temple. But then, or now, Jesus' words apply. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. We've all heard those words before. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. I don't think Jesus meant we should spend all our time contemplating only things spiritual and heavenly, leaving earthly things alone. Jesus was the incarnation of God. He was heaven come to earth, and his attention was on God and God's beloveds. If we look to him for the pattern of our lives, we will find ourselves engaging all manner of earthly issues, like working for justice and peace, and sharing God's grace and love and mercy. To store up our treasure in heaven is not to be heady and passive, quite the contrary. It is to focus ourselves on doing God's good work in the world because we are the hands and feet and face of Christ. We too are heaven come down to earth. Jesus wants us to set our hearts on heavenly things because that really is the only way we will ever be satisfied. We don't need to worry about being successful. We only need to be faithful. We don't need to worry about people who don't think we're important. Their ways are not God's ways. We don't need to worry about whether anyone is paying attention to us. God is paying attention to us. While at first glance, not practicing our piety in public seemed like a crazy thing to say on the day we etch ashy crosses on our foreheads, it really is the perfect thing for us today. Everything we have and even everything we are will someday all be dust, no matter how much or little of it there is. Ashes are just ashes. Dust is just dust. And when we are reduced to ashes and dust, no one will care how big the pile is. That is the gift of Ash Wednesday. On Ash Wednesday, we're offered the lovely reminder that the stuff of this life is only stuff and it isn't all there is. I find that to be a great relief. Today, as ashy crosses are etched onto our foreheads, we remember that we are but dust. We remember that we are mortal. We remember that God is God and we are not.
Today, we are offered a new beginning in the recognition that we mortals are all utterly beloved of God, every single one. Remembering that we are dust helps us to know that while we have all been uniquely created and gifted, in God's eyes, we are all just beautiful, messy human beings who are all beloved and very, very mortal. On Ash Wednesday, we all hear the same message. We are mortal, and today that is the only thing we need to be thinking about. When Jesus said, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, I think what he was trying to tell us is that we probably will actually get what we say we want. If what we want is the trumpet blast, the big house, or the great gig, that's probably what we will get because that's what we've set our hearts on. But if what we want is to recognize that God is God and we are not, if what we want is the beautiful life God promises for all of God's beloved, then we will have to give up the notion that we are somehow in charge. While it isn't easy to recognize our mortality, there is a real gift in that ultimate surrender because the more we surrender, the freer we are to live into the wholeness of what God has created us to be. In a few minutes, I will invite you into the observance of a Holy Lent, which will likely mean something different for each one of you. But the key for all of us is observance. This rich and reflective time should not be missed. At our house, there are more candles and less noise, more reading, less cooking, more praying, less screen time, more attention, less distraction. Lent for me is a time of turning inward, a time to rest and reflect and return to God. In Lent, we're offered encouragement to fast and to give and to pray and in doing those things to discover the many ways we keep God at a distance. We're encouraged to look inward rather than outward, encouraged not to be afraid of what we might find. Jesus gives us everything we need to set our busyness and fears and anxieties aside so that God can come closer and closer. Fasting and praying and giving are what we need to fill our souls. That is how we will store up our treasures in heaven. Some people take something on for Lent. Some people give something up. The ancient practice of fasting is not deprivation for deprivation's sake, nor is it done in order to suffer. To fast, to let go of something that we have perhaps taken for granted and assumed would always be available, like being with friends and family, like feeling safe in public places, like going out to dinner with a group of friends. 
we've had a lot of experience of fasting this last year, and I don't imagine any of us thought we would still be fasting a year later. So this Lent, let's let our fasting be intentional, reminding us that everything we have is gift from God, and that if we are honest and true, we recognize our dependence on God for our very life breath. If you want to know the true gift of fasting, try fasting from negativity or anger or suffering or self-criticism. Like Jesus said, this fasting is for you, not for anyone else. Let it be a gift. If you'd like to take something on in Lent, consider your spiritual practices. Some of us have learned that to pray at mostly the same time, in mostly the same place, in mostly the same way, is to create more quiet and attentiveness in our lives, bringing us more opportunities to hear the still, small voice of God. Some of us have found new ways to pray, walking a labyrinth, journaling, praying the daily office, drawing, centering silence. When we find our native prayer language, we deepen our prayer lives. When we take up spiritual practice in earnest, we do come closer to God and to the ones we pray with and for. That's another of Lent's beautiful gifts and giving. When we give from the depths of our being, it's because we've recognized that all we have is gift from God and that God has given us these good gifts for the life of the whole world, not just for ourselves. It fills us with the joy of taking our essential place in the body of Christ, offering what we have for the good of the whole body. It's how the early church was formed and sustained in our patron saint Barnabas was an exemplar. Sacrificial giving and the understanding of the goodness created by that giving is another one of the beautiful gifts we receive in Lent. Remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. These are the words that invite us into a holy Lent. In the ashes and dust that remind us of our mortality, we find our beginning. To remember we are dust is to begin to understand that we can actually stop trying to be perfect, stop acting like we have it all figured out, stop pretending that our lives depend on being competent or beautiful or successful. So, if we can just let ourselves be dust and let God be God, we will have all we need to welcome in a holy Lent. Amen.